Good morning, Patriots. And it's Thursday, October 19th in the year 2023. Man, this week has raced by. It's incredible. It just seems to be the way things go these days. Time. God's time, our time. I don't know what it is, man. But it is unbelievable how fast things have been moving. Patriots, one thing that is for certain is that we're in uncertain times. And the one thing you want to be prepared for is that uncertainty. And one of those things, unfortunately, is to be able to have your skills up to defend your home in the event that things start to fall apart and unravel. We're in a very uncertain time in our world. And that uncertainty also means that as the economy slides and other problems occur, our reliance and ability to rely on police departments to be your number one line of defense is not real. So you want to keep your skills up. You don't just want to buy a gun because if you buy a gun and don't use it and practice with it, then it's just a hammer or it's even worse. It's dangerous. So you need to practice and you need to keep your skills up. And the way to do that is to use iTarget Pro. I, the letter I, targetpro.com. iTarget Pro is designed to help you train in the safety of your home. It uses a laser bullet and the dry fire techniques that are so absolutely required to get great gun skills and hand skills. And you, like you said, I guess you can do it in the comfort of your home. You can train yourself, you can train your family, you can train your children, train friends on, on safe gun handling and precision shooting. You can even compete with others online because it's connected through an app on your phone. So check it out. Go to itargetpro.com, itargetpro.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and you'll get 10% off. Check it out. You'll be super happy you did. It's a great tool to have at the home and great tool to have all the time, in fact, because it allows you to bring the range with you no matter where you are. So again, itargetpro.com, promo code BARDS. Patriots, Patriots, I tell you, going through the news, things are always getting crazier every day. Today's no exception. We have this, we are seeing something's going on with the Bezos Gates backed convoy trucking firm. They're now canceling all their loads this week, which is a major disruption to the supply chain. And when Bezos and Gates start doing things together, you can guarantee it's not for the betterment of humanity. And and if it's Elon Musk involved, too, then you know you're going to be getting a brain chip. But one thing that's very evident right now is there's a mass amount of turmoil in the market across the globe because people are not buying as much. This is something that's really central to the economies in which we've lived, and it's also very central to the whole concept of how we see our relationship in the world. We have all been swept up into a world, every one of us at one point or another, have been swept up into a world that is based on materialism. And we say that, we've heard that term, we've talked about it, but it's deeper than that because materialism has been the worship of our world. And that's how they have built an economy, how they've built these expanding markets, how they've built supply chains, how they've built global interconnectivity, all of this based on a principle that we all need things and that we can't live without things. There's a very lethal blow that is happening right now to the global economy. And this is one of these places that the globalists cannot control, and hence the reason they scramble so much to try to get control of us physically, spiritually, the whole thing. And that is they can't control us when we finally realize that we don't need garbage like this anymore. We don't have to buy 
15 pair of shoes every year. We don't have to buy another TV that we'll never need. We don't have to buy these obsessive things. We don't have to buy all the consumer-based foods. Getting ourselves sick and poisoned. None of this is necessary. As, as the world begins to awaken to that, that's really at the core of the what we'll call the spiritual revolution. Though it really should be called Jesus Revolution 2.0, which is really what we're doing. And that's the lethal blow to all of this. You know, we've talked, it's been a while actually since we've been through county by county. But one of the most radical things anybody can be doing right now is growing your own food. And that is taking responsibility for what goes into your body and growing your own food. And we are going to talk more about that as we move through here because it's one of those critical things that literally changes the world that you can affect. I mean, there's, I could list the f- top five things in county by county are radical when it comes to this system. Number one is home churches. And we know the impact of putting God back at the center of your home. Then homeschooling, whether you homeschool or help somebody else homeschool. That's essential because it frees the children from the enslavement indoctrination camps. Then you have Patriot Gardens, and that's growing and taking responsibility for your food and growing as much of it as, as you can. I just had a meeting, a meeting, a sit-down chat with my mom the other day, and I'm just cracking up. She's like, we need chickens. And, I, and it makes me super happy, but it hasn't been on the list. And I said, okay, we want chickens. She goes, yeah, I think we need chickens. And I'm like, good. And so... Now our garden that we have out here that I built three years ago that is doing great and that is providing literally everything we need in this family for fresh fruits and vegetables is now going to get chickens, as I had hoped, but, we, but it makes it easier when mom says go. Chickens, and then, and then that's another layer of this to ensure that what we have is, is continuing. And so these are all things. And then to continue, then right work, breaking that yoke from the control of, uh, of of your corporate control, so you step in to that place, and then finally, um, health and wellness, to where you're breaking off the control of the medical tyranny on your life. When you take those top five things, you literally have a revolution in your hands. And that word, when it comes to God against Satan, that makes me happy. All right, patriots, it's eleven minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father, we just humbly bring ourselves before you today and place ourselves at your foot by our free will and just say, Father, we are here. And Father, just going to begin this morning with a prayer of just deep healing, that whatever is ailing us, whatever is we're feeling within us, Father, just ask right now as we bring it before you to help us let it go and to help us heal. This, Father, is is the spiritual component of deliverance that starts to set us free. And so as we place ourselves before you and we pray for the Holy Spirit to flow through us, we're just going to take a breath in and a breath out. And that's just the Holy Spirit in and the Holy Spirit out. And Father, we just want that soothing flow of the Holy Spirit to move through our body, our mind, our soul, our, our spirit, and to go deep, deep, and to get into those places where we don't like to go, those places that we've buried, those places that we have tried to put away. And we're just asking you to just slowly let some of those things start moving up and releasing us from some of these anchors and burdens that have, that have held us back. 
Father, we know that as we go through life, we take on things. We have emotional impacts. We have things we've done. We have wounds that we carry. And under over time, these things tend to fester. They become anchors. They become big weights on our lives. And so this morning, Father, we're asking that those doors start to be opened and that your hand and the hand, the hand of Jesus just sits with us here on our back and on our head, just allowing that power of the Holy Spirit to move through us and to start releasing some of those pains and those burdens. It's the humbling ourselves, Father, and it's us being honest in our heart before you. It's us speaking those truths into you and to you that you know, but that we have to have the courage and trust to speak them out loud, to do so in a way that we release and those burdens get set free and that that healing, that deep healing begins. And Father, so we pray here today with, with the breaking of the chains and the breaking down of the walls that we've put up to strip them bare, to open them up and to let the Holy Spirit in and to truly just let that healing begin within as we start to move through our day. Father, we know that some of this is not going to be easy, and we all have them, and we all have blocks, and we all have weights, and we all have things that we've done, some different, many different than others. It really matters not. What we know and what we have to be able to do is to be transparent and vulnerable before you to gain, to gain the greatest closeness to you. So, Father, that's my prayer this morning, is that there is a, a need to be vulnerable, and there is a need to be honest in the heart like we've never been before and a need to do so with the strength of Jesus with us at our side. These are places that when we go into the world because so much of what we do in the flesh becomes defines who we are, we forget that we're truly first of the Spirit. And as a spiritual being carrying these wounds, what we manifest in the flesh is guilt and is anger and is pain and his hesitation, his anxiety, and all of these different pieces. But when we get to those deeper places and we start to set ourselves free from those wounds that we've carried, this is the inner healing that begins to set us free. So, Father, my prayer today is that this can be a process that begins and we walk it out in the world, walk it out with you. And Jesus, just join us in this walk. Walk with us, walk alongside of us, be with us. There's fear in letting go of things. There's fear of judgment. There's fear of repercussions. There's fear of vulnerability. And so, Jesus, I just pray for just an overwhelming blessing on the hearts of the many that will touch them and be with them and comfort them to know that vulnerability is the place where the deepest part of love begins. And that's my prayer, Father, as we sit here to know that these are places that we're we're whispered in our ears, we're told, don't go there, be afraid, hesitate, you're going to be judged. And yet we forget that before the throne, we're not judged, we're forgiven. So Father, wherever anyone is today that's hearing this, we just pray that the strength of understanding those words that you are forgiven overwhelms and conquers the strongholds that sit within. And to speak these words, I forgive myself, Jesus. I forgive myself, Jesus, and to let that moment occur as we sit before our King, opening our hearts to the truth of anything that's within us, to speak, I forgive myself, Jesus, and then to proclaim, as we must all, 
Jesus, I submit myself before you. I give myself to you. You are my savior. You are my king. Jesus, we are so unbelievably blessed for all that is given to us for life. And let us never forget what that sacrifice was. And so in moments where we start to seek to to heal those deepest places, we too often forget the suffering you went through for us to now be able to be here, to open our hearts fully to what's within. As much as our pains may be, and there are many, we have to understand that our pains are nothing compared to the suffering that you endured at the cross. So, Jesus, hear our hearts. Forgive us. I forgive myself. And I submit myself to you as my King and Savior. Guide us in these hours, Father, as we walk forward and we walk this out, because this is where we begin to step into the greater love of you. Let us have the courage to step before the throne and to open our hearts fully to say, this is who I am. This is what I carry. Help me release these burdens. And let us have the greatest walk ever now as we dig deeper into that love with you, unite more deeply within the body and be able to breathe in the Holy Spirit within us in a whole new level, to bring that fire of the Holy Spirit within, to be able to walk powerfully in this world, released from the chains and burdens that this Babylonian system placed upon us, and to truly start walking free as a child of the Most High. So guide us, bless us, and we're humbled before you. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Something very powerful about being able to speak our truths, and it's not easy. And you know, I think you know me well enough that I don't say these things without having walked that walk. And that was a lot of what last night's show was about on Fishers, was walking the walk of personal deliverance over the last four weeks, which it's a lifelong thing. And one thing I want to say about that, because I think I've had some, not I think, I've had some questions about it. There's really amazing moments in deliverance when you hit some major issues in your life, things that have been buried, and they're emotional, and they're releasing, and they're so, they seem so difficult. When I was up in Ohio with Michelle and Leah, and as I had shared last night, I knew two years prior that a story that I carried and a pain that I carried had to be shared with them. I don't know why. God pointed it that way, and I listened. And I know that as we sat at that table, um, in, at their table where they have the podcast downstairs, Leah asked me, have you tried to tell us before? And I was like, yeah, like 20 times. But it never was right. But what happened the night before, I didn't talk about. And that's what's so important and why I want to share that this morning. When we start to get things ready to percolate up, there is going to be a fight within you to not want to let it go. And so I'm really telling you right now as we talk and learn more about deliverance and healing, this is the heart of the Father we're getting to. But you have to understand that the enemy does not want you to be free. And once you break the enemy's strongholds, then it's a whole new world before you. So I say that because I didn't realize how hard the enemy would hit me. And though I have recounted this story at least once, I didn't recount this part of the story last night, and I want to 
bring this to to the show today. The night before was the first day I was there. We had a great day. And we went late like we were doing every night. I think it was like 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, doing shows and late dinner and just conversations and just fantastic stuff, lots of prayer. It was fantastic. And as we were leaving, we were out by my Jeep, and Leah led a prayer, and it was a prayer for me. It was a beautiful prayer. And as she's leading this prayer, I can just feel this agitation within me. And I'm not talking a little bit. Like, all of a sudden, I just wanted to get up and walk away. I had one of the, had a fantastic day, and yet all of a sudden, this comes out of nowhere. And I'm, I'm ready to step up and walk away. And then it starts to get worse. It's, it's the point where I start hearing in my head, you need to leave. And furthermore, there was this voice that kept telling me this. You've been ambushed. You've been ambushed. Get out of here. And, I'm, and the agitation within me was outrageous. And Michelle sensed it right away and just put her hand on my shoulder and said, relax and breathe with us. And we, and we prayed. And I was completely off axis at this point. I was, I had anger going through me, anxiety going through me. I've, I'd never experienced anything like this. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to overstate who I am, but you know, when you have Taliban trying to blow you up with IEDs and you've got Chechen snipers that have tried to shoot your head off, literally, I mean, this is a weird thing to have a prayer to send you to this level of anxiety and anger and, and fight or flight. So I get in my Jeep. It's really an odd ending right there. I mean, the great day, and then I step in. They're seeing what's in me. Fortunately, they understand what's going on. I don't at this point. I get in the Jeep, and I drive literally three minutes down the road to the Airbnb I'm staying at. And I pull in to park, and now there's literally voices in my a voice in my head telling me, you need to kill yourself. Just think about this. I mean, this is, and I'm like, where is this coming from? This is outrageous. And I called Michelle and Lee and I said, I just need prayers right now. And we prayed it through for the moment. And I just, agitation was off the rails. And I walk upstairs at the Airbnb, a really nice one too. Really, really nice one. And I threw myself on the couch and I just sat there for the next three hours. And I just prayed and I just breathed in, and, and this is the voice I heard. It's like, Father says, you need to trust me. Put your eyes on me. This is going to hurt a bit, but you're going to be okay. And he wasn't kidding. My goodness. I tell you all that because when we get to these places deep within us that are hurting, those are, those are wounds that we have covered over, and they're there. This is inner healing. And this isn't some sort of deep psychotherapy. This is letting God in, truly. We talk about, like, how do we let God in? This is how you let God in. We have to get to those places, and we have to let God in. And we like to tell ourselves, well, I'm totally transparent before the throne. Some are, but most are not. Because most of the time, there's something in our heart that we haven't been able to truly, boldly, and honestly speak out. And I'm not saying that for everybody, but I'm going to say that for most because there's just it's too universal. And it's something we've harbored. And it might not be big. It could be big, but it's big within us. It's become like a big tumor, if you will, within us, that we a spiritual tumor that we have to let go. And so in that moment, 
the world is bigger than we ever imagined. We feel small and, and incapable in a way that we've never imagined. And the voices of the enemy want to take you out because if you go through these that moment and you get through that bridge, and there may be more than one that you have to go through, but there's going to be a couple that are pretty significant on this road. When you finally let those go, what you're doing is you're breaking the enemy's strongholds on you, and that's why the enemy fights. So I'm fortunate. I was very fortunate to be where I was when I was doing this. But the other component of this is that Lee and Michelle were also fortunate to say at a certain point, you need to walk this and we'll be here for you, but you need to walk this. And they were right. So it was when I came back the next morning, it was like three hours later, I didn't even sleep. I was just in like a prayer sleep all night for what little night there was. And I walked in back to their place, went downstairs to do my podcast. And it was like, as Michelle said, You've got your shields up. And she just walked up. She said, get them down now. And gave me a quick hug and then said, I'm doing my podcast with you. And we sat down and it broke that control. So never never understate the value of a hug. Never understate the power of love in all of this. Because it's so important to understand that in these processes of deliverance, There's a lot of dramatic and theatrics that go with deliverance. One of the reasons I've so avoided it for so long until last year when I went to learn deliverance the right way. Deliverance can be very dramatic at times, especially if you're dealing with dark levels of demonic. But deliverance is always centered, no matter what you're doing, on the heart of love. And it's the heart of love from one brother to another. And if you ever think deliverance is anything else or anybody tells you it's anything else, they're lying. Because ultimately all of this is, is pouring love into another to heal that which has held us back. And once we get to that place of understanding true freedom through love, it's transformative. It's trans, so, so transformative. So we need to step in to these places and we need to work together. And I've said this before and I'm very honest and I know that as a community we're very tied, connected together, we're here to help. Um, I'm, I'm a, I will, if you're really stuck, I'm happy to help. Brian and Alicia are happy to help. That's from Glad Tidings Church. I know Michelle and Leah, when they have time, are willing to help. We all have a lot of people that are asking for help, and I'm telling you, we're here as much as we can. But part of this process as well, and not to take away from anything, not to try to hold back on what we want to give and offer, is some of this you have to walk yourself. And they're difficult points, but there, someone asked me the other day, like, can you do self-deliverance? And my answer is yes to a point. I've done heavy-duty self-deliverance. And that's what I think that process is essential for, is to learn to walk it. That's what we talked deep repentance the other night on the Fisher Show. Do as much self-deliverance as you can. But there's a point where you need somebody else. And listen to the voice of our Father. Hear what he tells you, guide you. I knew two years ago that I had to sit with Michelle and Leah to get something done, and it was done. And it was unbelievably difficult like in my mind, life ending, just so we're clear, life ending. And it wasn't, but that's what that voice was that took over because I had created that monster. 
telling myself that I couldn't, I couldn't live, couldn't share this with the outward ever. And so it was that voice saying to me, if you share this, your life will be worth nothing. If you share this, you'll have nothing left but to commit suicide. And I am not exaggerating about this voice. This is the true darkness of how it works because it gets in us and it speaks to us. And the only way through it, when you hear Jesus says, I am the way and I only through me to the Father, no kidding. Because we always think about that as afterlife. What we don't think about that is when we get set free into him and fully become one in the body of Christ. That's it right there is I am the way and only through me to the Father. Because if you don't keep your eyes on Jesus through these process, if you don't lock your eyes like fixing on a sight, taking a thousand meter shot and never deviating and having your breath perfect, that's what we're talking about. You have to keep your eyes on Jesus through this entire thing. And no matter how wild it gets, and it can get a little hairy, you have to know that he's there, he's with you, he's guiding you, and it is through Jesus. I am the way and only only through me to the Father. That's it right there. So patriots, I want you all to have an incredible day. And I hope that as we start, as we continue this path going forward of just talking about making us closer in the body of Christ, I'm hoping that a lot of these words that Holy Spirit leads will help and release and get us all deeper to level up into a whole new step in the body. Because that's ultimately, if anybody's asking, how do we win this war? There it is, right there. The core is love and the freedom that comes with it. That's the deliverance. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you this evening. And believe it or not, we're actually going to have Basil Baz's interview finally tonight. It's, I still have like two hours of work on it, but it'll be up tonight. And that'll be a nice one to hear. He's intense. He's been fighting the true fight of saving children. Amazing guy. And um, just so many pieces about what he talks about are the heart of the Father and how he does his work to save children. Really, really good interview. So that's this evening. So until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. 
Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 